Uh, so last May, we had the opportunity to speak with our guest. Uh, it happened to be on the season one finale of his show Sirens on the USA Network. And this week, we have the opportunity to speak with him yet again. However, this time, right before the season two premiere, uh, as it premieres with back-to-back episodes this Tuesday, January 27th, 10 p.m., 9 Central. Please welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Kevin Bigley. Kevin, thanks for joining us again, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Or, or should I say, uh, Kevin... That's a hell of an intro, man. I, I dug that intro. <laughs> that a nice, big intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering, though, if maybe we should have called you, uh, if maybe we should have called you, um, Kevin Emma Watson Bigley. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a big reveal. Um, you know, I've been Emma, Emma Watson this entire time. <laughs> um, you know, I just got tired of hiding. And, uh... <laughs> And I am who I am, and I'm going to watch it strong, and uh, I'm, yeah, I just don't want to let the world know. Well, congrats on, on the new uh, the new movie coming out, Bell, or Beauty and the Beast, whatever it's yeah, going to be yeah, called. Yeah, Bell, no. playing Bell, Beauty and the Beast, it's a big role. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do my best to um, kind of show the intricacies of the character and uh, and, and see which does conquer I love Beauty or the Beast. I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see come Christmas. Uh, So, yeah, so it's been about nine months since last we talked to you. Uh, Other than, you know, being Belle in the new live-action Beauty and the Beast, how have things been with you? Awesome. Um, I played uh, Peter Pan in the (laughs) live-action musical. (laughs) 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 That went really good. um, yeah, uh, it's been, it's been fantastic since then. Um, so I'm also trying to plan a, a live action, uh, musical Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm trying, Disney's not too big on, it's pretty violent, but, um, yeah, I'm gonna true. see what I can do, uh, if I can get that one to you guys in Christmas 2018, but we'll see. Alright, well, look, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you picked that one out of all of them, cause that one is by far the best yeah, out of all. Yeah, I know, I think because I, I do, I've always believed. I'm. It's not going to show in the in the writing of of Beauty and the Beast, but I will be playing Bell as a cyborg. You're just not going to see it. Um, but yes, uh, it, it, I I've always viewed I've always viewed uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast as you know a prequel to, uh, to Terminator Two. Terminator Two. I got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I, <laughs> uh, so I have a little bit of a confession to make to you since last time we spoke to you. Uh, last time we talked to you, we were talking to you on the night of the finale, and I will fully admit I had not yet had an opportunity to check out Sirens. However, uh, since then I I have binge watched all of season one in a matter of about four hours on Netflix. And I, let me tell you, man, I am, I am really, really, really digging the show. It's probably by like the third or fourth episode. I, I can honestly say it probably very quickly became one of my favorite shows that USA has out, man. It's just, uh, that is awesome. It, yeah. Internet, man. Internet. It, yeah. It, what a time to be alive. It's one of those shows that any, like if you watch a show with a group of people and everybody laughs, it's one thing. But a show that can make you belt out loud when you're by yourself watching, man, that's a, that's a home run. And, and that is what this show that? is. <laughs> what was that? Did we do that? Yeah. Oh my God. I was laughing so much. 
good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good, man. I think it's a funny show. I think it's funnier. And, um, you know, if you like season one, uh, season two, uh, even better. Um, even Dennis Leary said that, which I saw in an interview, um, that he did. He even, he even admitted it. So, um, I can quote Dennis Leary in saying that our show is better than last year. So <laughs> it's basically, basically like we just interviewed Dennis Leary then. Yeah, no, I have, I've always, uh, said that I'm pretty much Dennis Leary. He doesn't agree. <laughs> and Emma Watson. <laughs> and Emma Watson. And Allison. Yeah, Allison. Allison Williams. I, I've, I've always, I, I like to, I'm, I always viewed myself as a meatloaf of a person. It's a variety of gumbo, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all mixed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of the show being on Netflix, I mean, it's at five stars on Netflix, man. So that's got to be a good sign, um, you know, that the exposure of the show has. Not to, not to feign anything, like, but is it, okay, is a five-star rating, is a five-star rating based off of your interest, saying that, hey, you'd be really interested in this, or is it five stars, like, hey, this is a really good show? No, you have to get rated. I see things that are rated five stars. I'm like, that's not a five star thing. <laughs> like, but I think it was rating off of my personality. Um, so I, I, you know, like, say yes to the dress. I was like, that can't be a five star thing. <laughs> it's rating off based on my wife, not me. I don't love say yes to the dress. <laughs> Maybe I, do. I don't know. <laughs> Emma Watson does. <laughs> you, do you say your wife watches say yes to the dress? My wife watches it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I'm it's on that boat too. so, like, if I'm making a sandwich or something, I'm like, what are you watching? She's like, say yes to the dress. And she's like, I'm just going to finish this episode. But, like, I can't not, I'm going to sit there and eat my sandwich, but it's reality TV and it's engineered in such a way that you're like, you know what? She's just got to, she's just got to pick a dress because that's not going to fit her budget. <laughs> you just kind of, like, dive into it. It's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Did um, you, did yeah. you have... Did you have the hopes that, you know, before, I, I assume she got into it, your wife, that is, when you guys, you know, prior to your marriage, uh, like my wife did, did, were you hopeful that after the wedding that that kind of would go away? Because I was, and it didn't go away. Uh, she still watches it all the time. She actually, we're talking them, I think, a reverse effect um, with ours. Uh, <laughs> oh, if we, okay. She's into it before I even proposed. Then, um. And then once she realized that it was a reality and she actually had to spend money on a dress, like ungodly, where it was just like, I don't, you know, it definitely went against her principles of, you know, <laughs> buying money that much, spending that much money on flowers and things. She's like, this is, this is a ridiculous thing. The wedding, wedding was, a wedding is a great idea until you start to have one and you're like, this is, why did we do this? This is a terrible idea. And she just ran away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's too late to just run to the courthouse really quick and just erase, erase everything, you know? Until the honeymoon. And everyone's e invite. Um, e Well, getting back to, uh, to Sirens real quick. Did you guys learn anything from season one you think that helped you, uh, for the new season? I learned absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't like the show. No, it's, it, uh, it's, I, we learned a lot. I mean, you, you, you get to, you know, uh, I mean, just like, the more and more you play a character, the more and more you get to know them, the more and more you get to know how to kind of uh, mine them for comedy and things as you kind of learn their intricacies and you get to know the writers more and uh, and things like that. You know, uh, you're spending, naturally, you're spending more time with them, going out for more drinks, you're telling more stories with each other, so you get to know each other more. And then also with, like, 
with comedy compared to like a lot of dramas, I think that, um, you know, I don't want to like blanket statement this, but like comedy tend to get better, I think, compared to dramas, because dramas usually have a hook premise, you know, with like yeah. a pilot that comes out yeah. and you're like, ooh, gee, you know, like, remember that one that was like Alcatraz? Yeah, yeah. Abrams did a long time ago. Yeah, it was like, what a cool premise. And then the pilot's awesome, and then you, you I think it's kind of like, what, you know, we're going to do that again? <laughs> There's going to be a different criminal every time. So it's like, it's hard to maintain a premise for a long time. It's easier to maintain characters for a long time. That's why, like, you know, Big Bang Theory and Office and Cheers and those, you know, I mean, they're on for so long because people just like to spend time with those characters for a long, long time. So I think as an actor, you start to spend a lot of time with that character as well. And um, you have a good time with it, you get to know more and more about yeah, I mean that's a good point. I never, I never, I never realized that. That you, you make a good point. With like, it's like you see so many more comedies that have seven, eight, nine, ten seasons than you do dramas, just because they they run dry. Right. But, um, but well, I mean, the ones that do, like Breaking Bad, that beats, yeah, that beats like almost any comedy. That I mean, that's that's a, a peak, you know. And that was only what like six, six seasons, seasons I really five seasons. I mean, I mean. That's an incredible feat to to keep a premise going that long and dive that deep into something. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, for your character, towards the end of season one, we saw a little bit more of a, I guess you call it a weird relationship budding between uh, your character, Brian, and Voodoo, one of the female EMTs. Uh, Can we expect to see anything more come out of that going into season two? No, Brian dies around a Episode three, so you're not gonna see anything. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in a coma the whole time. This is me. Um, uh, it's like that yeah, Sandra Bullock it gets, movie. It gets, it gets pretty weird. <laughs> it, it gets pretty strange, I'd say. Um, you know, like we, I mean, we we kind of navigate this platonic thing. Brian starts to push it, and then there's an episode coming up with. Um, that Brian believes that he has transcended his sexuality, um, <laughs> and he calls himself a transsexual. So he tries to prove how he just doesn't see hotness and things like that. So you know they kind of navigate every every pathway you could take with that relationship. They take it. So um, there's there's definitely a lot. It got it got the um, you know. It got this, uh, it takes a front seat in a couple episodes in a pretty cool way. And it was fun to be able to go there. Bob certainly wanted to explore it quite a bit. So it was really fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can get much weirder, uh, or a weirder way to start a relationship than giving somebody a finger in a birdhouse. That's just. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like it's starting not... a season with an episode of horse porn. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what we're known for, I suppose. <laughs> that, that might be and, my uh, favorite episode, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. So, uh, we have, uh, we have some, I don't know, man, we have some ones that, I, I honestly believe that if you take any episode of this, and this isn't me blowing smoke, maybe it is, it probably is, but I honestly <laughs> do believe that, um, every episode this season is better comparatively than any episode last season. I think we've wow. created, uh, we've, we've gotten that far with it. Um, and I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah, I don't I mean, I mean that's a, 
Good. I was going to say, we, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. Cause we had an opportunity to see the, uh, an advanced screening of the fina- of the premiere. And I mean, you guys are off to a great start just in the first episode of the season. So I really can't wait to see what the rest of the season holds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty stoked. Um, and then if you tune in, there's that one that's called Super Dick. That's the one you guys saw, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Super Dick. Appropriately titled. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have a, the next one is, um, I like Super Dick a lot, but, um, I actually like this next, the one after that even better. Mosley kills it, uh, in the next one. And, uh, and I ended up, I ended up, uh, Brian ends up, Taking a girl to prom, he ends up going to prom, <laughs> um, which is a, a fantastic Brian goes to prom thing. That's the, it, 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 they're talking about navigating some strange waters. Brian is going to prom. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I know last season you, uh, you, you had told us a story about, um, you know, with, with Dennis being pretty hands-on, you had told us a story about, uh, how Dennis would ride in the back of the rig sometimes, and depending on the HD, you know, you're surprised people don't see the smoke from his cigarette when he's sitting in the back. Right. And I will honestly tell you that when I was watching the show, I looked for it. I don't know if it was a true story or not, but <laughs> I looked for it every once in a while, uh, when I was watching. Uh, has, has Dennis been as hands-on this season as he was last season? He's created a show on FX that is built to destroy our show. It's a very Terminator-like <laughs> uh, Skynet thing. Um, no, he's working on Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, which is really good. Actually, um, I went over to Indy, to, uh, to um, Connecticut to shoot an indie, so I was close by, and he filmed in Brooklyn, so I went over to Brooklyn to see his set, and it's really fancy, and the show's really cool, <laughs> and it's really funny, and it's going to be a huge hit, of course. Uh, and to be super busy and prolific. Um, but he oversaw our whole show. You know, he made notes and stuff and, and of course, wrote um, uh, on our show. Um, so, yeah, he was super hands-on. He wasn't uh, there as much because of his show, and, that, and that's just the way it shook out. But, I mean, we have Bob Fisher, and he, you know, was always corresponding with Bob. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and, I mean, it, it ended up great. And I think Dennis was... Super confident. We took it as a vote of confidence. It's kind of like Dad throwing you the keys to the to the car on Saturday, and you're like, "Okay, thanks, man." <laughs> yeah. And you're just gonna try and not drink too much and try to sneak back in. <laughs> what? I know. Uh, last time we talked to you, we meant we we talked about uh, your character's nickname being Kevin, and and uh, you know you going up to Dennis when you found out that was a nickname. Do you have an actual nickname on set, or does everybody call you Brian? Or Kevin. Probably Apple. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jackass. Or, shut up. I usually call him Shut Up pretty often. Um, I, I think that's it. Uh, um, I was always called Smalley um, when I was a kid. So I was so small. They used to call me Kevin Smalley. Or not so bigly. Um, I was just a just tiny, tiny little kid. Um, but those were my nicknames. And then I beat the hell out of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this may be uh, way out of left field, but has anyone ever called you Bigglesworth? Because I feel like that basically just writes itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bigglesworth was Biggie Smalls. I mean, I've pretty much heard them all. Big, like, Big League Chew, there was another one. Um, and then just Big oh, that's League a good Chew, one. Big. I'm, I mean, I get called some variation of my 
last name more than my actual first name. That's why I probably Dennis didn't. He totally forgot <laughs> that my name was Kevin. <laughs> um, usually he's Bigley. Bigley this, Bigley that. Same with Mike. Mike's always called Mosley, Mosley, Mosley. Yeah. Do any of them ever piss you off? Like we you have, ever get a, we have a very Top Gun kind of oriented set where it's just it's just last names, like you know, or nicknames. Yeah, <laughs> all signs. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, that's that's like a sign of, I guess, of uh, I don't want to yeah. say affection. That's a little weird, but camaraderie. Yeah. I would say it's probably it's a great sign of affection. Yeah, <laughs> he, went with, <laughs> he went with affection, so it works. <laughs> um, I, I know that, uh, also one of the other things we spot, we talked about, going back to when we talked to you before, you had mentioned how the, the Twitter following, you know, how you had a lot of people, a lot of EMTs tweeting their stories to you guys and, uh, and things like that. Has anything that you've ever read on Twitter that anybody's ever shared with you ever made it into the show as like a storyline? Man, I don't even know. Um, I have no idea is that because I, um, cause I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that actual stories have made it in. Um, I think, I think it was Lenny. It may have been one of our directors, like Jason Ensler, Richie Keen. Somebody sent Bob Fisher a, like an article of, um, of like a woman in Florida who had this caged python in the back seat of her car, and it got out, strangled her, she crashes her car, but she doesn't get whiplash because the python was wrapped around her neck, and she made it out alive and everything. <laughs> wow. So it was like this pure, weird story that we actually have an episode completely devoted to a woman with a python wrapped around her neck, and we get like a call, and we don't know what to do. It's kind of like <laughs> these paramedics not being able to deal with an animal, a wild animal like a snake. Yeah. Um, it's a good episode for it, too, because there's a lot of, like, if you watch, like, Modern Family or New Girl or, you know, one of those um, those the single-camera sitcoms, they have a very specific format of theme. A theme is introduced in the beginning, then you have an A and B story, and they kind of go off on their own ways that are dedicated towards the theme, and then they both collide in the end. That's, like, your classic television you know, archetype, and that's yeah. uh, episode archetype, and it's every yeah, television, successful television show anyway, usually falls that kind of structure. Bob's very theme-heavy, so you see a lot of that awesome structure in our show, but then you have kind of like season breaks, like an, ep- like an episode with Python that we have like a ten-and-a-half-page scene, which will play out close to ten minutes of us just standing around the snake, not knowing what the hell to do. So it's a nice little archetype kind of breakup that kind of yeah. helps the rest of the season. It's just really smart writing, is what it is. And yeah, that's what I think they do a lot I, of. I, I think you break. I think I think you break the show down better than any guests we ever had on before. <laughs> you like really break it down, man. That's awesome. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. Yeah, yeah you'll be a director one day. You can direct an episode he, one day. Moses is usually so drunk he doesn't even know where he is. <laughs> uh, Daniel's is just dumb as a sack of rocks, so there's no, there's no talking to that guy. Yeah. I, I loved, I love too how, and you, obviously this is something I would say was probably of Dennis's doing, but I loved seeing Lenny Clark join the cast, that, even just as a supporting mm-hmm. cast in a couple episodes. 
Because I know him and him and Leary have been friends for a long time. Yeah, they are friends, and they like. But it's funny because when Dennis is ever around Lenny, that's the quietest you'll ever see Dennis. Because all he's doing is listening to Lenny talk. Because Lenny is so funny. Uh, I had a friend, uh, my buddy Andrew, came by the set uh, one day uh, in Chicago, and and he came by, and Lenny was on. Lenny was there, you know, and I was just like. um, I was like, you know who Lenny Clark is? He goes, yeah, I heard of him. And uh, and I was like, well, I just want you to know that you're about to meet, in my God's honest opinion, one of the funniest people you, um, alive. Uh, <laughs> like, just just naturally funny. And uh, I, he was like, okay, well, we'll see about that. And I introduced him to Lenny, and I just kept feeding, because Lenny's like a wind-up toy, man. You can just be like, hey, Lenny, tell this story. And even if he already told it three times that day, he'll tell it like two more times. And, and, and justice, he, it's not funny. So he's that good, you know? So he just starts telling my buddy Andrew all of these stories. And Andrew's just dying and dying and dying of laughter. And we go out to eat and we're in the car. And Andrew turns to me after like a silent ride in the car and he goes, I think that guy might be the funniest person alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. I know. I know. He is. He really is. He is like the. We also had like a similar impact. Um, uh, the uh, somebody we have on the show this year, uh, the guest star is Andy Kimler. Okay. Andy Kimler is one of the funniest guys I've ever met too. Um, that guy had everybody just rolling just by talking, just by just nothing, you know. Like it's like it's borderline. Like him being a comedian isn't as much of like him just being funny. It's more of like a compulsion, like a sickness. Like he has to, he has like plenty, like he has to tell a joke. And it's just, you're benefiting from this illness of, of comedy. It's fantastic. He, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's, he's so, so fucking funny. Yeah, I don't know if you had ever seen, this is going a couple years back, but they did a, Comedy Central did a roast for Dennis. And, uh, and Lenny was one of the roasters oh, yeah. there. And he was hysterical, so. Yeah, I've been a fan of Lenny's ever since I saw he that roast. He's a good storyteller, and that's what's so funny about him when he acts too. He just knows how to break down the joke and how to tell it, and just how to tell the story. So he knows what's funny about it. He um he is probably featured in half of uh, of the season this year. He's back quite a bit, and uh, it's awesome oh, cool. to have him. He's so fun. Awesome. I know last season during the finale, you guys were all live tweeting. Uh, during while the finale was on, are you guys planning on doing the same thing for the premiere this year? Well, like I said, Mosley drinks a lot, so I'm not <laughs> sure he's going to be very coherent this year. And uh, Daniel's is pretty stupid. I don't know if he knows how to figure. He's got a new phone. He's trying to figure it out. I was, uh, and I think, uh, I think it's somewhere in the fine print of our contract that we have to. So we really like to do it because it's so easy. Um, to do because it's directly to your phone. Yeah. Um, and, uh, also it's like, because we do a single cam, um, we don't have the last that a multicam does. So I think Bob was saying something to the extent of like, Twitter is the, the multicam audience for the single cam show. You know, you uh, get yeah. your, yeah. you get your reactions and your laughs right away. You know, all of a sudden somebody, you know, there's a horse porn joke, and then all of a sudden you can look on Twitter, and there's all your reactions. And yeah. Your laughs. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, that land, you know? So there's no way of telling unless you have Twitter, so it's nice to, uh, it's just so easy. I think anybody who's not doing is kind of a dick because it's just, it's too simple not, yeah. to, not to respond, you know, and interact with people. Yeah. Um, while your show's airing. 
Jerry. And plus, we've all seen these goddamn episodes a hundred times. I mean, we've seen this season, you know, so I don't need to watch myself. I know exactly um, whether or not I did a good or not. <laughs> and I'll see on Twitter whether or not I did by the reaction. So, you know, I can... Um, I just, I just, we all just, uh, we go to Mosley's usually, he cooks, we all have our computers, and we just stare at the computers silently responding while the show is airing, so we don't even watch our own show on the front TV, the weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know last year you had talked about, um, you had talked about, um, you guys were watching with, with Mosley. I gotta ask you, man, I, do you have a bromance going on with him? Cause I looked at your Twitter, which by the way, if you don't follow Kevin, it's at Kevin Bigley. Uh, it is a picture of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he did a glamour shoot. Um, he's a pretty big deal. And, uh, and, uh, wore a fedora, which I thought he looked just elegant in. Um, it's kind of, if you notice, talk to the side, it's kind of like a tragic clown um, to comment on that. And I just thought it was such a masterfully done piece of work that uh, I decided to put it on my banner. Um, and uh, and then uh, everyone else did it. Everyone else was loving it. So I just, uh, I'm trying to start a Mosley fan club just to get, um, I know they're out there. I know those fans are out there. And this guy, let me tell you, he's going to be somebody big. So I just want to be there on the ground floor of it all happening. So I'm trying to get it. I, I might I might start a fan page. I might start a, tw- a Twitter handle. I don't know, but uh, you know, be <laughs> in the ground, and we'll see what we'll see what sprouts up. Yeah, that's that awesome. Going to be somebody. Uh, well, we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely going to direct everybody to your Twitter account at Kevin Bigley, as we said before. I love the tweets that you post, and you guys are going to be live tweeting during the show uh, when it premieres this week. So, uh, Sirens returns this uh, returns with season two uh, this Tuesday, January twenty seventh, with back to back episodes. With every Tuesday following, after that, ten o'clock, nine o'clock central. Uh, so, uh, Kev, thanks for joining us again, man. We gotta we gotta keep this going. We gotta get you on again later on. Yeah, so. no, please, please. Um, you know, if everybody tunes in, we can get a third season, and then uh, and uh, I'll be back here in one year from today. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, sounds like uh, a plan. You guys are, you guys are great. Yeah, we're we're definitely happy for you. We're happy you got the second season and we're gonna continue to watch. So we're uh we're looking forward to it. Well thanks man. I appreciate it. <laughs>